Welcome to the Aaron Novello Podcast. Are you looking to master the art of real estate sales? Do you want to level up your business and lifestyle? You are in the right place. Aaron and his guests share winning real estate sales strategies and techniques and show you how to win the inner game that leads to financial freedom. Get ready. Here is your host, top producing real estate agent and coach to some of the top agents in the U.S. and internationally, Aaron Novello. Novello Podcast. I have with us an absolute superstar, truly wonderful human being, Mr. Frank Del Rio out of Yorba Linda, California. Uh, I've had the great fortune of knowing Frank for a long time, uh, probably 10, 11 years, and I've grown up kind of in the game together. Uh, we worked together in a coaching capacity for a little bit. And when I think of you, Frank, I think of A, that Barry White smooth, lovely voice that you have. <laughs> Uh, but also be um, something that I think a lot of agents could get a lot of value from is that you intentionally, very purposefully and consciously made a transition into the high end where now we were just talking before we you know, started recording here. Your price point is like one to two million bucks, right? So yeah. that's an awesome playground to be playing in. And if you would, Frank, like, First, kind of share with the audience what you were doing prior to making that shift, like kind of what price and stuff, and then how you intentionally kind of made that change and some things that you had to do practically and also from a mindset perspective to get into that high end. Okay. So first of all, thank you for that amazing introduction. I feel like it's a lifetime achievement word. I'm receiving <laughs> right now. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, so so doing this now, twenty years, right? Um, first ten years, really. First five, six, I didn't understand the real estate industry. I didn't understand the kind of impact I could make. I didn't understand the kind of uh, income I could make for myself and. Um, so I really just kind of floundered around until I got really serious. And then uh, the marketplace I worked with, it worked at that time was the Eastern San Gabriel Valley and Inland Empire. So for from a California perspective, so you kind of get some context, uh, I think downtown Los Angeles, the Eastern San Gabriel market was about 20 miles east of that north near the foothills uh, are those original markets that I worked in. And the price point, my average price point back then was about 300000 so we had to sell a lot of units in order to make a decent amount of income because this was back in the real estate game when it wasn't fashionable to get in. Uh, I started at a 70% split company. Some realtors don't even know what that means because the you know, new realtor started a company, they're getting 100% right out of the gate or what have you. Um, so you really had to learn the working aspect of it to make income because you were splitting a lot of that and, and the price point just wasn't in high. So we had to sell a lot of units. Um, so I got really good at doing that, but then I would, I, I noticed that I have to sell a considerable amount of homes in order to, you know, make whatever it is I was focused on at that time in terms of income, which was, you know, trying to make a million bucks. Um, so I, I must have had to have sold like 150, 200 homes. And I just couldn't fathom that, um, at my height in that market, I was selling about 50 units, 50, 60 units, still only making, uh, roughly about two hundred to three hundred thousand dollars, right? Not saying it like that's a bad thing, but at that time I knew I was capable of more. I knew that I was worth more based on uh, on on myself and you know the value I was bringing to customers. And then it wasn't until probably nine years, no, ten years ago, is when I got a taste of selling a million dollar property in this area known as the Country of Diamond Bar. Now, the country is this exclusive area in Diamond Bar, which is an L.A. County city, and they have custom estates up there, right? To give you a reference, we had uh, uh, Snoop Dogg. That's where he lived, right? And so I took a listing. It was an expired listing, and I took a listing right around the corner from Snoop Dogg's house. And so that was really like, wow, I made it. I'm here in the, this luxury market. Oh, my God, right? I sell this property. At that time, it was like 1.3, which was huge for me. I'd never sold a home that high. I wanted more. I got a taste of that arena. And I thought to myself, I could do this, right? The lady was super sweet. I took care of her. Um, 
and and we got her the result. And then I go door knock in the neighborhood because my thought was I want to sell more homes like like this. I even knocked on Snoop Dogg's door. Well, I attempted to, but he had a security guard parked outside. <laughs> I'm six foot four. This dude was six foot eight. He was massive. And he was like, yo, dog, can I help you? And I was like, oh, hey, I'm Frank Del Rio. We just sold the home over here on Crescent View. And I got to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That stays with me. I was like, oh, OK. I was like, who lives here? I know who lived here. But I had to play dumb because I didn't want to get rolled up by this big guy. <laughs> um, so that's what I thought. Go out, meet the neighbors and, you know, get that hustle and bustle work ethic that I knew very well into that demographic. And it was short lived. That was the only home I'd sold. I, I couldn't get into that marketplace anymore for some weird reason. And then I started doing my numbers and looking at where else can I sell million dollar homes. And in the area that I was that I was working at that time, um, there there wasn't a market for that. There was a once in a while someone would sell a big high end home, but it wasn't on a consistent basis. So I started looking at my geography and saying, where else can I go to sell these bigger homes? Because what I noticed was I did really well in that field as opposed to what I was making up in my mind. I thought you had to be to sell a million or $2 million property, right? So um, I looked at my geography and I said, I can go west or I can go south. Those are my two areas where there is a lot more options and opportunities in that million dollar market. And so I decided to go south because my she was my girlfriend at the time, but now who's my wife, she actually got a position in Orange, North Orange County, a city called Anaheim Hills. And so I told her, well, we, we can move anywhere. I sell, I could sell real estate throughout the entire state of California. So why don't we go where you're at? And that's how I got in the Orange County market, purely through default. It wasn't like methodically, I'm going to go here. I saw this. But once she moved there, I started looking, oh, this is great. I don't even have to go further south towards the ocean. There's stuff here in North Orange County that I can get involved with. And, and I did. So the first uh, five years was like starting back over from scratch because I was in a new county. I was in a new area, a new geographic uh, demographic uh, geography. I'm sorry. Um, and, and I didn't recognize that. Right. And then not to mention, we were just coming out of the real estate recession as well. So there wasn't a lot of, you know, it wasn't sunshine and rainbows on the other end over here. It was a lot of doom and gloom still. And I was trying to find my way into this, into this market. But I, I truly believe because of that market, that helped me because I knew I had to work harder. I had to put in long hours. And I really had to go back to what I had learned originally in real estate, which was just good old fashioned hard work and keeping the mindset that, you know, it's not going to be uh, uh, immediate gratification. I got to put a lot of time in. I got to put a lot of effort. Um, and that's that's how that took place. I feel like that was a long-winded answer, but I hope I answered the question. You did, man. You answered it beautifully well, and I took some notes on it. Uh -huh. um, so, so, so now question. selling, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I didn't finish with was, and now we're selling, my average price point is 990, um, yep. but we're selling a, cons and that's because I'm still selling my other, you know, mom and pop sellers, 500 grand, $300,000 condos, $700,000 single family homes. But on occasion now we have, like we just listed one this week for 1.9 million. Uh, it's a two, two acre parcel on a just under 4,000 square foot property. Uh, we just closed on a 1.8 this last month. So, I mean, I'm selling those, but at the same time, I'm not that guy that I only sell the high end, right? Like that's not me, you know, I'm going to help whoever it is that needs my assistance. And the funny thing is when you start selling these luxury properties, they have friends and family that need your assistance in the lower price point. One of my million dollar clients, I helped his mom get a $90,000 mobile home, right? And so it, it, I'm not above that. I just want to help my clients get the best service they can and ultimately, um, you know, put some deals together for them. Of course, man. Absolutely. So, and I, I wrote down here a few things that jumped out at me, mm -hmm. right? One is that you were doing about 50 to 60 units at that $300,000 price point and we're earning about two to 300 grand, which as you said, I mean, it's not bad at the same time, it wasn't kind of where you wanted to be. Mm -hmm. And I also noticed that the way you initially got into that high end was kind of good old fashioned prospecting. I mean, the first listing yes. that you took a million dollar listing came from expireds. Right. And then what's interesting. I also wrote down that, uh, the way that you maximized kind of, you know, that listing was by 
also good old fashioned door knocking, right? Just yep. knocking on yep. doors, letting people know that it was available for sale. So it really seems as though you made an intentional decision that, listen, I want to do high end. I feel like I'm worth more. And this is a kind of playground I want to play in. And then what you did is you use those kind of hardcore sales skills of getting on the phone and knocking on doors to help you to push into that market. Is that right? Correct. Yeah, that's awesome. 100%. The, the misconception of, of selling luxury homes. Now, keep in mind where I'm at in North Orange County, our luxury market is anywhere from a million to three million. That's our luxury market. Okay. You go further south, you have regular high-end homes, but then you have ultra luxury when you start getting into seven, 10 and $19 million properties. Um, but where we're at, this is considered our luxury. And what I wanted to, to make a point of was most people think you have to hobnob with them, be a part of their charities, you know, be a part of their organizations and never dare reach out to them or go knock on their door and introduce yourself. And that really was my edge because people have this misconception in their mind that you couldn't do that. Um, I found it's the exact opposite. Most of my high-end clientele, they appreciate and respected my work ethic. I didn't get it the day I knocked, but the fact that I knocked or I called, I introduced myself, I presented my value and I had a conversation with them. I didn't sell them. I had a conversation with them about their objectives, their desires, their goals. And then through consistent follow-up, I was able to show them that I'm the guy they're going to go to, to make it happen for them. Even though everybody knows someone in real estate, especially in California, right? Um, they're looking for value. And in this price demographic value, always, always outperforms, you know, a friendship or someone that's just kind of a, a, an acquaintance so to speak, they'll tolerate it, but they won't end up doing the deal with that friend or family. Or if they do, I'm right here waiting because I know that deal's not going to go through, but I will consistently be following up with them so that when the time comes, I'm here ready to make it happen for them. Ready to rock. So yep. I guess I'm wondering, like, now that you um, kind of are in that price point, mm -hmm. you know, you feel comfortable, I guess at the beginning, talk to me a little bit about kind of you know, some mindset shifts or some changes sure. that you need to make in order to get really comfortable in that market. Because what I'm aware of is a lot of agents, um, I know, I, I know, I, you know, the first time I listed a property, it was over a million bucks. Like it's a little, uh, you know, I remember sitting there being like, okay, don't say anything stupid. <laughs> to happen. Yeah. Just let them sign the con. You know what I mean? Sure. So like, Talk to me about kind of some of those changes because you you went from you know making two to three hundred thousand to probably you know making double or triple that and being yeah. in these homes that are you know five times the amount of money of the property that you were selling previously. So talk right. to me about some of those mindset games and what what you did to make sure that you could can you know really dominate this segment of the market. Yeah, so that same thought process would pop in my head. Um, where, you know, don't say anything stupid, just let this happen. They're about to sign a contract. And then what I started to recognize was this demographic actually appreciates you sitting back and listening versus selling them. So once I kind of made that uh, discovery, essentially, I started to say less and really listen more um, and let them talk because they do like to talk and pontificate on their property. And especially like some of my clients who built their properties from the ground up, you know, they, they bought the land or they bought the house and knocked it down and they went into every detail. So just letting them kind of vent about that, uh, they appreciate that a lot more. But when, when I was there in the beginning, I always just thought the, the quieter I stay, the better chance I have of getting the listing because I didn't want to say something accidentally or, you know, it go the wrong way. But now at the same time, the first few uh, attempts I made that I didn't get deals, I found out why, and then I just made some some tweaks, right? Some of it was learning the market more. Um, I was starting to go and preview every luxury home that was on the market, talk to those realtors, see that product, see how they uh, uh, sold the product, right? Because it's a different, it is a different game in that you're not going into a two, three bedroom, you know, 1500 square foot house 
and letting a buyer walk through it, right? You're going into a 5,000 square foot estate. You have to walk through and, and share all the nuances of this property and the amenities and the features because there's so much that that seller wants you to do that. So I would, it kind of just happened through default. Uh, one of the clients was taking me around and walking me through their house. And I heard how he went into detail about all his amenities. And I thought to myself, well, shit, if I could only have this seller here for every showing, this would be so helpful. right? <laughs> and so I asked him again, I said, can you walk me through one more time? I want to record this so that this way I make sure that I can deliver your message and story to our next buyer. And it came out naturally. It wasn't like, help me sell the house because I don't know how to sell a house, right? It was just, you have more info and insight on this property you designed. And they totally appreciated that because they saw their words on our brochures. They saw their, they heard their words in our video that we did for the property because that's all I did. I just took what they gave me, transferred it onto all of our marketing materials and they felt so uh, validated, right? And 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 that was the goal, was because I couldn't sell someone on the house that I didn't know all these little details about. Yes, pricing had an issue to do with it. Yes, the market, and yes, uh, the location. But at the same time, this luxury buyer isn't someone that comes in, sees the house, and says, "I'm writing an offer." They come back two or three times because you know there's so much house to go through, and they're seeing typically another two or three. Right. So we have to get him the second, a third, a fourth time. And we have to have stamina is what I'm saying when we're selling to this demographic and their realtor. And in some cases, their realtor throws in the towel. I just take over and get the buyer to give them the info they need so we can get an offer. That realtor still ends up getting paid. I'm not saying this like I steal the buyer from them, but a lot of realtors just don't have the stamina for this price point. And, and it shows. And so I, I learned those little details and I incorporate them into our sales process with this demographic. I don't do it with every demographic, but in this uh, price point, we definitely have to consider that. That's so interesting. So, and I appreciate that kind of nuanced uh, description of that. So you notice that in different <clears throat> price points, let's say in mm -hmm. your like affordable in your area is probably yeah. like six or 700 grand, right? Correct. So mm -hmm. in that price point, you're not gonna be doing kind of what you just described, right? right. Uh, perhaps yeah. to that degree, because that degree of attention is not required. And and yep. as you're saying, in terms of stamina on the uh, the uh, kind of amount of showings and time and energy that's required mm -hmm. in order to facilitate a transaction to that size, there's a lot more demand in that lower price point. You don't really need to do that. It's like, here, here's what it is. Like, if you like it, let's rock and yeah. roll. If not, that's okay. Correct. Mm -hmm. And then I'm wondering, so... Um, in terms of uh, you kind of now you have this position where you do a lot of high end. Now, do you find that sometimes people come to you and say like, oh, like, I didn't know that you did like these lower price points now. Like they're, all the they're time. Like, yeah. 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 It's a it's a double edged sword. Right. Because if you know me, I want to help everybody. I'm not only this. Right. I only do these things. If anything, when I get those opportunities to sit down with that average price point, I share with them, this is the stuff I do on my luxury properties, but I'm going to do a portion of it for yours. They feel so appreciated and like, whoa, you're kidding me. You're going to do a 3D tour on my 2,000 square foot house, right? Like a, we do these virtual reality tours, not the Ken Burns effect 3D tour that a lot of realtors say, oh yeah, we got a 3D tour. No, you don't. You put 20 pictures together, you, you, know, you, you move them around to make it look like a tour. Um, we have our professional videographer come in and do an amazing video on the property. So they respect that part, but that's because they know me or they've been referred, um, for just random clients. I ask after the fact, Hey, why? I'm just curious. So, you know, we had a meeting set. Um, you decided to list a property and not give me an opportunity to sit down with you to say, Frank, you know, we, we actually looked you up. We seen the homes you sell. We just felt that you might be a little bit more expensive for us. I was like, Oh my God. I totally failed at my message then because that wasn't the case. And now you just listed with someone that, you know, in my opinion, is going to cost you money, right? Because that's what I love about our industry is we can look at each other's track records. You can look to see the performance of the realtor. Um, so you can tell automatically, oh my God, you just went with someone 
that, you know, your home's going to sell, but you're probably not going to sell for the top value because based on the numbers, they're only selling their homes for like 93% of the asking price. So you just lost 7% by going with them. Whereas in my price point, we're selling our homes for 98% of the asking price in the luxury market. Once I go below a million bucks, my average sales, I mean, my listings are selling at about 99 to 100% of our asking price, right? So I know my numbers and how to, how to, how to deliver that message to the clientele if I'm in front of them. So it never happens where I meet with people and then they see everything that I offer and say, oh, you're too expensive. It's always, they just assume that by looking up my materials online. Uh, but it, it is, you know, look, I'm, I'm not complaining. You know, I mean, we're fortunate. I'm very fortunate. I still sell a considerable amount of homes. I mean, this year we're on track to sell 60 properties. So I'm, I'm back up to that 50 range now, but at the price point I'm at is like night and day now. I don't have to work as hard to grind do a hundred deals like I would in my old market or now in my, my new market, I can get away with selling 40 to 50 homes and have an incredible life, which I do. I'm very fortunate and very blessed. Yeah. That's terrific, man. That's awesome. So I guess if you were going to sit down with an agent who's considering making an intentional shift into the high end, like what would be, I don't know, three things that you would share with them? Like, Hey, you have to do this. You must do this. Okay. Uh, the first thing I would say is get your mindset right. And what I mean by that is when you start selling a, a luxury or higher end product, you have to understand that that is a different group of people in the beginning that you have to be okay with lots of ridicule, lots of, of resentment and um, uh, rejection, but not your normal rejection. It's more of a you don't belong here. Rejection. Well, that's hard. A lot of people can't take that, right? I got a thick fucking skin. My apologies. I just used the F word on your podcast. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that's part of having a thick skin. That's um, right. That's right. <laughs> that comes in extremely hard. And in the beginning, if you're not used to that, that will scare most people away. Now, how do you get over that? You have to put yourself in those situations more. You have to get out there. You have to go to, you know, go to an art gallery, go to an art exhibit, um, go to things that are outside of your normal box, right? Go test drive some Rolls Royces or Bentleys or Mercedes or whatever it is in your market, right? Go, go get that experience. Um, go to an expensive steakhouse or restaurant and get their top of the line experience to see what a lot of that demographic will do in some cases, not all, but just so that you're prepared. From to, to understand how a lot of people really uh, uh, buy goods and services in that in that realm. Yeah, because I think before we move on to your next points, what's really interesting is if people really knew me and you, they would know that yeah. our beginnings were <laughs> like oh, the complete opposite of that, right? Totally, total opposite. Yeah, yeah. But I, and I think that's it, though. I feel like people like you and me are far more grounded because we didn't grow up with a silver spoon. Yeah. Right. So going into these areas to experience how the top 1% lives, so to speak, you start to recognize, okay, I get the vibe up here, right? I'm still not, I'm, I'm, that's not my, I'm not like that. I'm not going to look down on people or belittle people because of money. I'm still going to provide an awesome service, but I'm going to get where they're coming from. And that's all I'm, I'm really saying is to get the mindset to know where that demographic is coming from. You'll find out immediately if they're a lot like that, or they're a lot like you, where they were grounded, they were at the bottom once, they made their bones, now they're living in these incredible houses. And that's what I was fortunate enough to find is a lot more clients that were uh, started like me with no silver spoon, and they recognized it immediately. I said, I like your style, I like your work ethic. You remind me of me and my field back when I was a young guy or what have you, and I respect that. And I could see us working together and, and creating a, a good long relationship as long as you follow through. And of course I always do. And now some of those clients have been my biggest advocates, right? So it's recognized immediately, but you got to go through the shit first. So you could be at that position, right? You got to get, uh, uh, you got to get socked in the face a few times out in public, uh, figuratively speaking, of course, to understand what that feels like. Cause if you go on an appointment or you go to a door, or you call a, a client in this space, and they hit you, you're not used to it, you're never going to go back there. You're going to go back to what you were used to, right? The thing is, 
not all my sales are luxury properties. And that's what I'm trying to get to you. This is just a nice portion of the biz. I still do a lot of other sales in the smaller price point, but these bigger checks do help and they're a lot more fun to do. So I can tell you that my, uh, uh, I have a lot more fun now selling these homes because it's not the old way of how I used to do things, which is grind, grind, call, call, all that stuff. Now it's, you know, we're going to dinners, I'm having a coffee, but all the while we're talking business. That's fun. I enjoy that part of the process. That's awesome. So number one, get your mindset right. What would be the number yes. two thing you would suggest? Number two thing would be is you're going to want, I mean, you're going to want to outwork your competitors. You know, that's that's one thing I can tell you in terms of with me in, in my market, you're not going to outwork me. I'm going to outwork you. I'm going to outwork the amount of inventory knowledge, the amount of homes that I'm looking at, um, even sales. To some degree, I mean, I'm outperforming some big real estate teams in the area. I'm not saying that to impress you, but just to impress upon you that my work ethic is really second to none. And when you have that kind of mindset, you're going to be unstoppable because it doesn't matter. If I don't know something now, if I don't get this deal now, I'm going to get it eventually because I'm never going to quit. So I think having that, you know, unwavering, you know, uh, never quit attitude and just work your butt off. That's number two you need to have. I think you just need to have that in general for business, even more so in this space, because it requires probably two times more out of your time and effort than selling in the lower space. Because mm-hmm. you're not getting an appointment immediately. You're getting the face-to-face, and then I got to follow up. I got to reach out to you on social media. I got to send you an email. I got to send you a video. I got to send something to your house so that you know. I got to give you so much Frank Del Rio lovin'. That when the time comes, you're like, that's my dude. Yeah. This guy, when I'm ready, is going to be my guy. And that that is definitely a shift that I had to make that these aren't, like, you know, the school we come from, right? Selling as many, getting as many leads as possible in the shortest amount of time so you can have a high turnover, right? Someone that wants to list and sell their property in the next seven days or less. If they don't, we kick them to the curb. That's not the case with this demographic. You have to put in the time. You have to put in the effort. And some of these leads will take, you know, a couple weeks, a couple months, some even a year, but the checks are quadruple what you make on a normal sale. So as long as you have that stamina, I may not have stamina to go running with you, Aaron, but I'll have <laughs> stamina to, to outwork you on a, you know, not you specifically, but I'll, I'll have stamina to outwork someone on on, a, on converting a lead into a deal in this realm, because that is what it takes is what I've learned. That's interesting. And that kind of long game mindset of yes, long game. Away from having it be like immediate right now to like, yo, this is a long game. It might take, you know, three months, six months, 12 yep. months, but whatever it's going to take, I'm going to mm-hmm. be here. I'm going to be hitting you with emails. I'm going to be calling you. I'm going to yeah. be knocking on the door when something sells yep. in the community. So that yeah. way, when you're ready, I'm your guy. Totally. And I just, and I, I joke in saying that I'm going to give you so much Frank Del Rio loving because that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm showing, I'm showering you with love, good real estate, knowledge, love, you know, all that stuff. So there's nothing coming out of me that sounds like commission breath or that, you know, I need a deal. I really have been working this market, right? Everything is coming from a point of love and and value. So that's number two. Uh, And then number three, you know, you got to have fun in this space because if you come in too edgy, this demographic can just really sense that out of the gate. So having fun and, and really coming from contribution more so in this in this space makes a big difference. Uh, how do we translate that into like work ethic? Um, you know, just being yourself out there, not not really pretending to be someone. I know in our industry we get that a lot. Fake it till you make it. You can't fake it in this price point. You can fake it in a lower price point, but they'll sniff you out quick, and then you don't understand the negative uh, uh, blowback that hits to your self esteem and your mindset. That'll, that'll fuck you up. Um, so you got to be prepared uh, for that, and just have fun. Right. And go and knock on people's door and tell them what you're thinking about doing. And, and that's really what I did. I was telling people out of the gate, I have I've only sold one million dollar property. I'd like you to be my next. I'm going to put all my effort into making sure you get the best value service, you know, and people would crack up. But I was really putting myself out there because, yeah, I haven't sold a home in this space yet, but I want you to be my first. Right. And, and I would say it kind of gregariously. People respected it. And then that led me to someone who said, hey. I'm referring you because I mean I'm not doing anything, but just your energy and enthusiasm. You have to you have to meet with my friend. 
she's already tried two realtors that are quote unquote, you know, the, 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 the big uh, bosses in this ring, in this arena, and they couldn't get the job done, but they're real pissers. You are at least pretty decent to talk with and funny. And that's how I got that opportunity. So Look at that. I, 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 I always revert that to just having fun. Yeah. And I think what's interesting, and that's also one of the things I think about you, because you're like uh, always just, you know, the life of the party, having a good time, laughing, <laughs> smiling. And one of the ways that I know that you've incorporated that into your game is talk a little bit about, I remember getting one of your videos, man, where like you had this open house, there's like a DJ there, there's yeah. like a Ferrari out front. And it's like, because <laughs> what I'm aware of is like, if people really knew you, they know in your previous life, you were a DJ, weren't you? I was, yeah, yeah. Like that, that part, that, that having the party, that's easy. Like if you ask my wife, what's going on in Frank's head, there's a party going on in here probably 90% of the time. And so that's usually how I come across and people respect that. Now, the, I, I'm very conscientious of my demographic, though. I know when not to be that guy or put too much emphasis on that. Um, but what we found and, and one of my little, uh, I guess, one of my secrets, man, I hope this doesn't go to any of my competition, Aaron. <laughs> but one of my secrets for really uh, 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 putting like my stamp in the high end market is are my events. I mean, we have incredible events at our properties and, and my events are not done so that you can see how phenomenal Frank Del Rio is. That's what most, you know this, right? We, we can agree on this. Most realtor events or their marketing, it's all about them, right? I put a lot of emphasis on my clients, their property, and I think they see that through our events. It has nothing to do with me. So yes, we have a great time. We have music. Uh, I'll get, we have a, a luxury car dealership here in our area called J star automotive. They deal they're the number one Maserati dealer in the state. Right. And and they're in your building, uh, Anaheim Hills, not in Beverly Hills, not Newport beach. Like the number one is out here in my market. Right. So he has a lot of property. So I align myself with him and, and share with him some things that we can kind of work together. He lets me have one of his uh, luxury cars, his Ferraris, a Lamborghini, you know, uh, at our, at our big properties that I think tells that narrative, right? You own the house, might as well, or some of you own the car, might as well have the house that's going to accompany this car. Because when you're dealing within these big properties, you've got a three or four or five car garage, right? You want to see some, you want to see some baller whips in there. And mm -hmm. so we utilize that um, to, to get them here. We have catered food. Uh, occasionally we'll have, uh, I have a magician that'll show up and uh, he's like sleight of hand magician and comes, it, it makes for a feel good time. But more importantly, is we're selling an experience because most people I found buying these luxury homes, they like to entertain, they like to show off, or they have family that they just want to have a good time. So we bring that element through our marketing, and that's why our events primarily house, uh, not house, but uh, attract specific buyers and the realtor demographics who sell in that marketplace. So there's a lot of realtors in our market, but not many of them sell over million-dollar homes. So we invite them. We want to give them a feel-good experience, too, so they can always come back to our events, and ultimately, we can do a deal together. And so that, that's really been the, the fun part of those events, and it's, it's equated to us selling some record-breaking pricing homes in the luxury space, which is really cool. Um, and our clients just are wowed by, whoa, you went above and beyond from having like a open house every Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So and you just have this. Yeah, exactly. And some balloons outside, and maybe you know a dozen donuts, right? I mean, we're having we're having, we had this one this one event where this lady was making little ice cream cones. I mean, it was it was no, they were like this big. It was a very classy thing that she did, and it was cute and it was super memorable. And I think that's one thing I take from those events is like when you leave our properties, you're going to remember my home, and you're going to remember me, and so that's important because we're going to end up connecting those dots so that we can have a sale uh, down the road. It's so interesting. So it's like uh, this natural, authentic extension of like you, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, and what I wrote down here was, was a couple things. Is like one is you're selling like an experience. Yeah. Is and like a lifestyle. It's not so much like the. I mean, the property should, yeah. but like the event itself is a form of not only uh, promoting the property, but it's in a way becomes your brand. It totally has. Indirectly, it has become my brand, right? And, and we call it the Frank Del Rio experience. Yeah. And it's super fun, right? And I've got it videoed, and that's one of our marketing pieces I share with uh, potential clients. But I give them that option. Not everybody wants to have the Frank Del Rio experience. Nobody wants yeah. to have 
that can totally respect it. It's an option and it's there for you. If not, we've got all these other amazing experiences that, by the way, are still the Frank Del Rio experience. You're just getting the one that is aligned with who you are and your beliefs and what you expect from your from your property. Oh, that's interesting. So so that those types of experiences is something that you just offer to people. And if they're down for it, awesome. But if they're not, then that's okay too. Correct. Oh, so crazy. in the beginning, what I did was I did it for everybody. And then I started to recognize not everybody wants it. So okay. If you want the complete package, you're gonna pay six percent. In my market, the average commission now is like four percent. It's horrible. And so if you don't want that, no worries, I'll do the five and a half percent package. Right. And so we're still getting our pay, but still being able to offer out a decent amount of commission to the selling agent. But the client sees so much value. And in this space, they pay for value. Whereas in the lower space, they're tripping over dollars for pennies. But yeah. they just don't understand that yet because it's a mindset. You know, well, and yeah, that, I would propose like in that lower space, they're just trying to like kind of survive, man, and get by. And that's the mentality, right? And in the yeah. higher hit space, it's like, all right, well, you know, like if you can demonstrate enough value to me and show me that it's mm-hmm. uh, valuable, then I'm, yeah. I'm down for it. And not even survive, Aaron. A lot of it is just our upbringing, their upbringing in relationship to money. A lot of people still live in this mindset of the 50s and 60s and a salesperson to them is like, whoa, you're trying to steal from me. Mm-hmm. right? The old snake oil salesman kind of era. Um, they have that. So I have to break that down. I have to help them see. Um, and, and so I don't dare offer those kind of packages because they see it as, oh, you're upselling me. Not at all. That's not the case. But if you're not, and I tell them, if you're not ready for that, that's okay. Let's move this aside. Let's focus on something that's a little bit more, you know, up to your speed and you feel comfortable because I, I need you to understand that it's embedded in my DNA code, my genetic code, to make sure we're selling your home for the highest possible price. Because that way we both win. I get you more money. I make a little bit more money in exchange for that. But then your neighborhood, they're going to all want to work with me too. So there is some self-interest here to make sure that you're getting the highest price. Does that make sense? And then people are just like, whoa, wait a second. Nobody talks to me like that. Mm-hmm. right? Everybody just starts, going, well, I'll do it for 2%. I'll do it for 3%, all this stuff. And so I think that's where people, that's where realtors screw themselves because they don't adopt for themselves. What is my value? What am I bringing to the table for this client's experience, right? Because they're just living check to check. So they just need to turn and burn. So um, if we had more realtors doing that, I think it would produce for a lot more stronger realtors in our marketplace and make us all play to a higher caliber. Instead, it's the opposite. Agents are playing to the lower caliber based on price. I come in on a different street. I don't even talk about price. We show you so much value up front. You're scratching your head like, shit, I hope this guy does this for 4%. This is a lot of stuff. But if he doesn't, I'll do it for five and a half. And then we're still, you know, we're still there. And I show them how that will make them more money. And, you know, it helps. And then you, you, I have a very nice um, stable of closed sales in the 2 million, 2.5 1 million, 1.5, 1.8 to show them, guys, if I could get these results for a $2 million property, can you imagine what I can do for your $600,000 home? You're in good hands. Don't you agree? And they're just like, well, yeah, we just want to make sure it's not going to cost them. It doesn't. That's the genius of it all. Yeah. And then they, once I break that down, they're like, wow. How come nobody else works with you, Frank? And I'm just like, you're telling me I'm trying to figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, um, it's, I guess I'm curious cause you did mention that in your marketplace in that higher end mm-hmm. that you see the average agent on a whole charges like 4%. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. So like your value add proposition is all of these experiences that you can provide for them right. as well as your track record and as well as kind of, you know, mm-hmm. uh, days on the market and things of that nature. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And do you find that in that price point that that's like the like the vast majority of people are doing the four percent? Like, are you the outlier where like nobody else is doing that? Like at five and a half, six percent? Yeah, for for the most part, that's partly why I don't get as much as I'm getting. I could get far more if I went lower. There's a considerable amount of more homes that I don't get because of that reason. 
and it, I'm, it's not a pride thing, but I think it's more of a, it's a value thing. I, I respect my value. And truthfully, in this demographic, when you, when you go that low, they come at you harder for more stuff down the line is what my experience was. So it doesn't yeah. end there. That's just the starting point. Right. And so you have to make a choice. Is that something you'll do? And I've made them. I've done them. One deal I looked at, yeah, I could sell this 1.2. I could sell in less than 30 days. I'll do it for 4%. Mm-hmm. We'll offer two and two. I made a business decision. That's how I see it. Right. I'm, I'm not in this for the let's compare who gets more 6%, more 7%. No, no, no. I need to look at my bottom line. And I have that conversation. You know, I just showed you all these experiences. But in order to 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 compensate for these, you have to understand at this price now, I have to get rid of this. I have to get rid of this. I have to get rid of this. Are you still okay moving forward with that? Oh, yeah. I don't need that stuff. You're right. You're done. Let's go. Let's That's right. You know? I'm not going to fight you on why you need that. I showed it to you. You don't think you need it? Okay. That's great. And if you don't see the results from the other people, that's good. I'm not going to argue with that. I'm still going to get your home. So I'm just giving you options. And I think that's what a lot of people respect is the, is the options part. Um, and then the ones, like I said, that I, that I didn't get is a combination of, of, of uh, the commission part. And then another combination of you have just long-term relationships that people have had out here with select realtors. And I respect that part, right? But I'm right there when it expires with bells on waiting. <laughs> knocking on the door yep. and, out, and out here in my market what i learned was you've got a lot more big teams in the volume game business so they'll take these listings at any price and at any commission because what they're looking to do is just leverage that big piece of property to help feed all of their agents on their downline and, and i respect that game I mean, that's your platform that's how you run your thing totally get it right that's not that's not my approach i want to list every i want to sell every home i list and, uh, and we talk about that. I, 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 I share that platform with them because that's what I love about our industry, man. We can pull up everybody's numbers. You know, if, if 4% was really cutting it, why are these homes selling for about 8 to 10% less than what they started at? And then mine are selling for 2 or 3%, right? When someone knows numbers and understands common sense, they respect it. They jump, they jump on it. For sure. And I appreciate your kind of uh, honesty and straightforwardness with regards to like, you know, making business decisions. I remember having a coaching where he shared with me, like I gave him kind of permission to make those business decisions because the way we were trained was like, no, any other questions? (laughs) And not only that, Aaron, I mean, like any, any, for the most part, a majority of the, the real estate conventions, agent panels, you know, everybody's getting into this game. I get that podcasts, whoever, 90% of the realtors are just fronting. A lot of them are lying to look good on camera that, oh, yes, I take all these at this. I take all these at that. You know, it's funny. Our industry, we can look everybody's numbers up. It's like, you don't. We see them right here. Yeah. You know, and so it's, and not, I'm not trying to, to justify, but it's just like, why bullshit? And why hide behind trying to look good? And just, yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not a perfect. I don't get every listing at 6%. I, I make a business decision. I have a certain amount of, of expenses. And then as long as I can make a certain amount of profit, if it fits that margin, I'm in. I'm in. And if not, thank you for the opportunity. I, I just don't feel like my service and experience is going to be a good fit for what you're looking for. So I you know, respectfully decline your offer. If things don't work out with this next realtor that you hire, I would love the opportunity to see how we can make this work for you down the line. Thanks so much. Have a great day. I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And I think that that criteria of like using um, kind of what I would call like uh, business or prospecting IQ. Yeah. Right. Which is like, okay, is this person a nice person? Are they reasonable? Are they going to position it properly price wise? Are they open to making adjustments if the marketplace is showing us is that's what's required? Yeah. And then, yeah, looking at it and saying, okay, am I going to, you know, net what I want to net from a business perspective? And if that's what's true, let's rock and roll. And if not, then that's okay too. And I do believe that as our game kind of continues to change and uh, there's more competitors that push into our game that are very sharp yeah. elbowed, uh, well-funded like Redfin and, and sure, you know, sure. to a certain degree and these other yeah. players, that more of that is going to be required. But I think you've done a really awesome job of creating uh, kind of like a menu really yeah. Yeah. of value. Mm-hmm. And you provide those options to these folks, and then whatever they decide to do, you're cool with. Totally fine. 
You want a cocktail? I'll hug it up. You know? You want an appetizer? I got you there too. Do you want a full main course, seven course spread? I got you. I got That's you. how I look at it. That's how I look at it. You know? Yeah. And uh, and 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 I've got a flavor for every client. So you know, we're we're, we're good there. But I built that up, and I had to take uh, I had a, a take work on taking out a lot of preconceived thoughts that I had that really didn't play. They didn't serve me. So, so that, that took some time were, too. I had to work on like that. One or two thoughts that you had to get rid of. That they wanted an aggressive salesman agent. They don't always want an aggressive salesperson agent. That's interesting. And that so, was in that space, in that yep. space, right? That I had to let go of. And I, I, oh man, that was a big duality for me. Because where I came from, where I was groomed, was to be aggressive and to come at you and hard close, right? I'm going to listen to your home in the next 30 days. If I can make that happen for you, the highest price probably would you. Like that was, I was boom, ready with that. I had to take a step back from that. Let's get together. Let's have a drink. Let's have a coffee. What are your goals? What are you guys working? How'd you get here? I mean, this is a beautiful home. You know, this part of town. How'd, how'd you do this? What's your next chapter of your life look like? Where are you going? How can I be a part of that with regards to the real estate side? Here's what we do for our client, blah, 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 right? And then let's go take a walk with the property, you know? And then we go from there. Great. Should I come back and give you a marketing proposal? How we can put this all together for you? What's your time frame like? You know, and that, that's a, that was a different speed. I wasn't used to that, right? If I could sell your home in the next 30 days or less, would you list your home with me right now? Right. Like, that's what I was used to. <laughs> We're like, absolutely not. I want to end this phone call. <laughs> yeah. When you ask them that question, I'm like, oh shit, okay. I come off, I come too strong. <laughs> you know, and so that, that too took soon? time. Too soon? Yeah, too soon? Okay, okay. I got it. Dial tone. <laughs> that's awesome. So one of the like things that you had to let go was like kind of this aggressiveness and really altering your approach. It sounds like oh totally because in the past yeah. it was like let's do this now and now it yes. turned into a more of a longer kind of sale process like a longer yeah. and sequence. I had to see it in person, right? Because don't forget, I'm six foot four. I'm a big presence. I've got a strong voice. I'm Hispanic. I'm in a predominantly you know Caucasian area. You got to think of all that stuff. I do because I experienced it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We don't work with your kind. That shit happens all the time, right? Vice versa. If you're a white agent, you're going into a Latino area. Whoa, 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 homie. We don't work with you. Right? <laughs> it's the same. But I had to pay attention to that, not use that as an excuse. No, I can't work in that market, right? But I, I had someone literally tell me, you were too aggressive for me. I said, oh, shit. And then it hit me. She was a 70-year-old lady. Mm. I up, you know, she's like five foot nothing. Here I come, this big beast of a handsome man to come and knock on your door. I thought I was a teddy bear. She seen it differently, right? But yeah. paying attention to that, it's like, whoa, I gotta, I gotta really shift my entire approach to be far more uh, relaxed. And I think my, I think my essence was coming on so strong. That it, it was a detriment to me trying to get into this space. And then once I realized that and, and paying attention to my clientele, my, my current active CEOs, I can be fast, aggressive, get shit done for them because they've got so much going on. Everybody else, though, you know, some of these people have just been here 30, 40 years. They bought their home so long ago. They've run their business. They've retired. But these are the golden years. They don't need a acre property, half acre, 4,000 square foot home. Right. So I had to take a different speed. Now my clientele is 80, 90 years old. I a completely different conversation and approach to that demographic. Right. And don't forget the era they grew up in. It was a different era of of geography and demographic. So I had to, had to, had to remember all of that stuff, too. Yeah. And, and then not only that, when I deal with my culture, yes. All that stuff. Oh, yeah. And then you sell in this space, you start meeting different cultures, Middle Eastern, Asian, European. Then you have to learn their nuances and then how they approach business deals and negotiations. Because it's important. Because if you go in thinking it's like everybody else, you're completely wrong. But when you go in with respect and know how those demographics, you know, do their negotiations, they appreciate that more and, and they respect it. Because they realize you put respect in, back on them on that approach. Right. So, so that, that's helpful too. That's awesome, brother. Well, listen, man, this has been uh, wonderful. I've taken this a is whole fine. page with this, man. I think you have uh, added a whole bunch of value to a whole bunch of humans. So I awesome. thank you kindly. 
taking the time to do this, man. Any any parting, anything else you want to let the audience know? Well, first of all, let them know first where they uh-huh. can find you if they want oh, to send you. Yes, a absolutely. So, yeah, buddy. It's gone. Yeah. That's my boy. Now this, see, this is my pride and joy right here. Come here, buddy. So this is what we do it all for now. Not the big checks, but these guys right here. Let Daddy finish with my buddy Aaron, okay? So what I would say is, uh, first off, if you want to send us some referral business, I would love to be on your team, as I would love you to be on mine. Uh, You can send, you call myself, text me, 714-335-0844. I'm on all the social media platforms. Facebook, you can look up Frank Del Rio. Instagram, you can look up FDR Homes. You can go to frankdelrio.com. I work Orange. I work all three major counties: Orange County, LA County, San Bernardino County. From the ocean to the foothills to downtown LA, I got you covered. Even if you're a local agent here, I've also partnered up with local agents who now want to get in this higher end space, but they don't know how. So we've done 50-50 deals together. I'm all about that. If we can make the business work for all of us, I'm down. Don't hesitate to reach out to me on that. A parting thought I would say is listen to Aaron Novello. Get involved with him because he is just the man. A lot of this mind stuff talk that I shared with you has come from our talks and our conversations and me coaching with him because he's just been an amazing asset to me for my mental space. Um, so definitely stay in touch with him. And then, you know, just know that it's a, it's a, you hear this all the time, right? It's a, it's the journey. It's not the destination. So this is a marathon and each leg of that marathon, you got to get better. You know, you got to stop. Take a drink of water, get a snack, reset yourself, keep going forward so you can move, move, you know, get into the marketplace that you want to get to. And if you're cool being where you're at, that's great too. You know, just fucking love where you're at and enjoy the time because we don't really get that. I mean, now that I'm 40 and I got three kids and a family, it's like you recognize how much time you don't have. So try to make it in an area of the business that you want to enjoy and keep working in and then work with clients that you want to work with, not the ones that are going to treat you bad and all that good stuff. So I hope that was helpful, man. You've been awesome. I'm supposed to go to a party with these guys, but truthfully, I want to go work. I want to go set some appointments now, all this talk. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are awesome, man. Hey, have a great weekend. I'll talk to you soon, Frank. Thanks. You too. Love you, brother. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Aaron Novello podcast. Be sure to subscribe and follow Aaron on Instagram at Aaron Novello. Happy hunting.